Assalamualaikum and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Will Show, where I interview educators and entrepreneurs on leveling up. Each episode, I zoom in someone who's dope. Would you sit back and have a conversation on what it means to live your best life? Now, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, this is the Mobile University for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your vote. Our host, Dr. Will. Today's guest comes to us via an introduction with Laney. Y'all know Laney, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. And, and once I started to look at this guest website and saw what she was doing, I was like, we got to have her on the podcast. And she agreed to do so. So for those who will be listening on the on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Simplecast, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Get ready, y'all, because today's episode, this guest will feature Stacy Cohen. So, Stacy, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much, Dr. Will, for having me on the show. You are welcome again. Thank you for coming on. Uh, you, I'm assuming, are new to our audience of educators. Uh, will you please take a little time to introduce yourself? Sure. I, you know, and, and it's interesting. I'm actually going by the name Stacy Ross Cohen because talking about branding, it's um, if you Google the name Stacy Cohen, there's like hundreds out there. So um, before I put my book out into the world, I I gave some thought of of how I wanted to present myself. So I just tucked in my maiden name and uh, magic happened. So anyway, <laughs> I am I am Stacy Ross Cohen. I am CEO founder of a pure marketing agency in New York called Co-Communications. And I am also an author of a new book called Brand Up, the ultimate playbook for college and career success in the digital world. That's all right. That's all right. And I'm glad we got connected because what I am finding with this new sort of digital landscape we find ourselves in, and we were already moving in this direction, but then the pandemic just escalated things. And all of a sudden I'm looking around and as I'm checking out things, I'm like, we're becoming a lot more mobile first uh, as a country. And there are already countries around the world that don't have the infrastructure that we have. So they've been mobile first and, every, and everything that they're doing from creating businesses to training to everything else is being done on a mobile device. And so when I'm thinking about this digital world and what we're doing, I'm thinking, how are people navigating this space and, you know, uh, communicating, networking? And then when you bring in that branding and what you actually put out into the world, that narrative you create, how are people doing this in a successful way? And so I was very uh, excited to see your book and to go to Amazon and, ch and check everything out. What inspired you to write Brand Up, the ultimate playbook for uh, college and career success in the digital world? So when my when my daughter was in high school, going through the whole college admissions process, which as, as we both know, highly anxiety producing both for parents and teenager. My daughter's now in her 20s. Uh, you know, again, I've had a career in, in marketing and um, I had an epiphany. I 
I just said, wow, you really need to market yourself. You've got to become your own brand manager. And it starts earlier, especially, you know, if you look at the trends right now with the declining acceptance rates and, you know, depending if you're in a competitive school district, which we were. So at the time I was a contributor for Huffington Post and I'm a, I'm a born writer. I've been carrying a journal journal around since I'm 14. And I just said, you know what, I want to write a post about this, about the importance of developing a personal branding muscle early, you know, in, in the teen years. And then, of, of course, I'm a curious person, as, as I know you are. And I, I search for schools in the U.S. Like, are any of them teaching kids how to um, conduct themselves online? to become good uh, digital citizens. And I found one school in Florida that not only did they teach the course, Dr. Will, they made it mandatory when the kids were in ninth grade. So I didn't um, interview the, uh, the instructor and the one that created the curriculum. I just included it in the article and, um, and he got in touch with me and, and also this other, um, professional who runs a company called Social Assurity. And those are actually the contributing authors of the book. And we became fast friends, you know, believing in the same thing, you know, the importance. And then when I was visiting a friend in Florida, he said to me, you know, Stace, I know you're coming on vacation, but would you sit in my classroom? I was like, yes, of course. So I sat in a couple of his classes and I was just wowed. So then I did another article for the Huffington Post about my visit. The article went viral. Educational testing services contacted me. They wanted to buy worldwide rights to the article. And believe me, it wasn't it wasn't enough to pay for my kids' college <laughs> education. But it, you know, I just I had this aha moment. I'm like, I really have something here. So I knew that there was something about you know, personal branding, marketing yourself at an early age, because this is all about standing out. You know, that's really the crux of, of this book. And an interesting aside is that, and I actually did a TEDx talk on this. I, I am a twin. And so if you think about it, when you're a twin, you have to work a lot harder on creating your own identity. Like I remember growing up in Brooklyn, most of my aunts would, would I don't even think they knew our names. Stacy and my, you know, my twin sister, Shari would be like, oh, you know, we're the twins. So I think it was just the confluence of, of all of this. The first book was actually directed to parents and was uh, maybe a, a chapter shy of, um, of being completely written. And I came close to a publishing deal, but it was in the height of, of COVID. And the publishing company said to myself and the literary agent, look, we don't know what's going to go on with, with college. Kids might take a gap year. Um, so we feel that the timing is off. Plus, George Floyd had, had just, uh, you know, tra tragically happened. And they said, plus, we want to focus more on social justice authors. So... That was that. And then, you know, fast forward a year, spoke directly to a publisher and told him about that book and said, yeah, I'm also working on a companion book for teens 
with, uh, you know, with an educator, Jason Schaefer, and, you know, someone else, Alan Patsman, who has a company on, on helping kids put out their best selves through social media. And he said, that's what I'm interested in, Stacey. So that was only last December. And it took about three months to turn it into a playbook. But, you know, I have to give credit to my contributing authors because, again, I'm not an educator per se, but I'm, I'm a marketer. But I had them help with, uh, you know, there's a lot of interactive exercises in the book. Mm. So you talk about the importance of personal branding in this digital age. Can you elaborate on why personal branding is so important, especially for college students and young people? Absolutely. So first of all, I just want to clear something up. There's a real misconception about personal branding. A lot of people think personal branding is like, oh, you're working on your personal brand. You're a narcissist. That is that is so not true because personal branding, it's not about me, me, me. It's like, what is your value to others? So it's, it's like, why should a job recruiter choose you? Why should a college admissions officer choose you over 10 applicants that look very similar? They have similar test scores and GPAs. So it's really about getting an individual, whether they're looking for a job or for college admissions, to the top of the decision maker's list. And you know uh, better than anyone that college admissions is so much more than just grades and test scores. As a matter of fact, a lot of colleges have gone test optional. So uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the statistic, but 75% and up of both admission officers and, and, um, and also job recruiters are looking at kids' social media. So what, what teens are posting online, it really matters. And another statistic, I don't know, this, this one will blow your mind. Another statistic is that in an internet minute, there's 5.9 million Google searches. So Dr. Will, someone is probably like searching for you, me, or, or it could be anyone at the moment. So here's the thing. I tell kids, Google is the new resume and you've got to put your best digital foot forward. So those that pay attention to the digital footprint earlier, they have a much greater chance of gaining acceptance into uh, their top choice college, scholarships, and also job interviews. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. The bottom line is that personal branding, it's not a luxury. It really is, is a requirement now. Mm. I've done a presentations at a conference as well as my school district with parents about uh, digital citizenship, but I approached it through the lens of personal branding. Like you spoke of, is to be aware of what you post online because once people start Googling you, you want to be a part of shaping the narrative of who you are, what you are, and what you have to offer. So what content you create, whether it's a vlog or you have a podcast or you have a blog or, or, or short video content, whatever you do, just make sure that you are in some way putting out content and making sure that your friends, you know, when you're out, hey, yeah. don't don't record this. And this is another thing I tell people is now it's more important than ever is how you 
live your life offline because you don't know who has their phone out there yes, who can actually take yes. a video and then put that up yes. online. Yes, you are so, I love that you said that you are so spot on because here's the thing. I also, it's not even just what you post online. And and here's the thing, like a lot of, a lot of college guidance counselors and it's changing, you know, now, but we'll, we'll pretty much tell like teens, like stay off of social media, but I tell them, no, get on social media, but, but show them like what you got, show them your accomplishments, your, your achievements. And, but if you think about it, it goes so much further than just online because I explain to kids, like they think that texting is safe, but in reality, like, like if, you know, if a kid, you know, uh, texts someone a racist comment and this happens on a daily basis, that kid could screenshot it, send it to, the college they were accepted to, and you know what, and it, it happens quite regularly, they, they will get their admissions revoked. I don't know if, if you're aware of what happened with Harvard in 2017. Are you aware of that? So so there were 10 kids that got accepted in, into Harvard. And if you think about it, so this in 2017, 2018, the acceptance rate in, in Harvard was 4.6%. And remember what I just said about declining acceptance rates. Mm-hmm. So just a couple of, of years later, it's 3.2%. And these ki- the, these 10 kids, they were accepted into Harvard, their, their dream school with such a low acceptance rate. They formed a group, bad social media behavior. And you know what? all 10 of them, their admissions were revoked. So it's just like, that pains me. Like I want, I want to give like kids the the best chance to, you know, to fulfill their dream, whatever it is. And it may not even necessarily be to get into an Ivy league school. Like this book levels the playing field because I want this book to be also for kids that maybe they want to go into a trade like carpentry or hairdressing, or there's also, as you and I had discussed, there's a full chapter in entrepreneurship. Like I started, I'm, I'm a, I was born an entrepreneur. I was born into an entrepreneurial family. I started my first business when I was 14. Maybe a high school student doesn't want to go straight to college. Maybe they developed a tutoring service when they're in college that's going really well and they want to you know, play it out for when they graduate. So, so again, I think there's so many different pathways, but the most important thing to remember is that teens need to be very mindful because everything that they post is permanent and discoverable. Even if they take it down, you know, it is permanent and discoverable. I think when we hear about situations like Harvard, it just shows you that smart kids are not always smart on social media. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I tell adults that, too, because, yes, when, when you know, I, you know, I'll tell the teacher, uh, you are an adult. And as an adult, there are, you know, legally, there are things that you can do that no one can say no to. And you could find yourself maybe in Mexico or Brazil or somewhere thinking I'm an adult. I'm in a foreign country. And maybe you have a little sippy sippy and you do some things um you know that you i'm thinking what you should never do period but you do a little dancing a little something something 
And again, it gets on the internet. That's going to get back to your school district. Now, no one, you you know, you're going to get yourself in trouble, put it this way, because no one wants to say we have a teacher employed who was, you know, twerking on the table in Cabo <laughs> or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, oh, I, I hear you. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, be careful again, even as adults that. But, but even as adults, and I also, it's, it's so interesting that, that you see that Dr. Well, because the first book that was geared towards parents, there was a chapter called Sharenting. And what Sharenting is, think about it. Parents really start their kids' digital footprint by sharing posts about their kids. And so parents like even will post like a sonogram of, of their kids. And and just, you know, there's, there's a practice that I believe, and I think it should really start in elementary school when you ask permission, you know, you ask your kids, oh, I'd love to post this photo of us celebrating your birthday on, on my Facebook or Instagram, is that okay with you? So it's like parents are definitely a part of forming kids' digital footprints. So they also have to be mindful. Mm. So when we look at where we are and where a lot of people have these smartphones with us and we keep them with us pretty much everywhere uh, we go. And again, when you're, whether you're talking about college admissions, you're talking about getting a job, you're talking about an internship or what have you, give us some some tips, right, on how can someone create a strong personal brand uh, and stand out, you know, given this nature that we're in, especially since everyone is sort of, you know, you, you can find yourself just on a site and you're just like scrolling, 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 scrolling. And make sure that what you put out there is intentional and what you put out there uh, gives the impression that you want people to have. And you could not have said that better because that is that is so important to me. This is personal branding is is about is about being authentic. It's it's being the real you. You, you, you don't want to, um, you know, be someone that you're not just to impress and, you know, People can smell a phony like miles away. So I love the word that you used intentional because this really is, is intentional. And it's really not that much different. Like in my marketing practice, we, we market products and services. It's like you, you always have to start with, with, you know, the, the self-awareness, you know, what, what is your superpower? What are your strengths? What are, what are your passions? And, how do others perceive of you? So I think a big part of it is really being self-aware and understanding. Remember what I said before, like what is your value to others? Mm -hmm. Because these days you have to be a master of first impressions. There's just, there's so much clutter out there. Nobody has the attention span. They're not, they're going to turn off really quickly. So you got to get your point across quickly. So getting back to it, some of the tips, first of all, I feel that every 16 year old should have a LinkedIn profile. And I will stand by that and I will dig my heels in. And I actually have one full chapter in the playbook on LinkedIn. And, and so you want to create a profile that, that again, it's going to highlight your accomplishments, but you also want to 
let's say a kid wants to go to Vanderbilt to the engineering program. It's it's this opportunity to start connecting with the schools and reaching out to the alumni, the the department chair, the admissions officer, connecting with them, showing them the love, you know, liking their content, really starting to engage with with the colleges. That's really, really important. So so that's one thing that they can do to stand out. They really want to connect with their target schools and they want like a, you know, like a really strong LinkedIn uh, profile page. I also, and you're going to probably laugh at this. So my business partner at Co-Communications, she has two young boys, uh, five and six years old. And when she was having her first son, she was really grappling with the name. And I said, just, I said, listen, whatever name you come up with, I said, just make sure that the URL is free, <laughs> right? That, that it's available because this is the way you need to think. And so I encourage kids and especially, you know, depending on, on, on what they're doing, like, especially if they're an artist to develop their website, get the URL. This is something that looks so great in the admissions process as, as part of the application process. And, you know, you, you want to, you want to do things that will make you stand out. And, and also I love video. I love you know, it's, it's like kids have to tell their narrative. And to me, there's no better way to do it than than with video. But even with video, it's like you you want to make sure that, you know, that you're really getting your your value, you know, out there. Because at the end of the day, colleges make decisions based on on kids that have it's not just about, you know, test scores and, and also GPAs, it's also about character. So you want to show skills like leadership and creativity and, and empathy and collaboration and, and maybe showing how you, how you volunteer at a local food bank. But, you know, you really want to show that. And, and again, it's colleges are looking when, when they're making the hard decision and, and you're probably aware of this, but the average time an admissions officer spends on an applicant is is about 10 minutes. That's not, you know, that's that's not really a long time. And and so, you know, you have to be very intentional. I'm using your word again and, and my word. You have to be very intentional. It's almost like you're packaging yourself like like the best of what you have. Like, you know, it's like, don't clutter it up with stuff that's not important. They, they may, you know, that 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 puts you in the same category as as anyone else. And it's interesting. I have one chapter in the book and, and you know, I, I, I do want to send you the, the full book where it's called Winning the College Admissions Game. And so I, interv I interviewed, I have quotes from 42 admissions officers, educational consultants, where I ask them, like, what is it that makes kids stand out during the admission process? And it, you know, there is definitely a lot of, of common responses. Mm -hmm. And one of the educational consultants, he's actually in, in Connecticut. I loved what he said, because this is, this is the essence of it. He said, be one of 10 don't be in a pack of nine. So again, 
you know, you just, you really want to figure out how do you stand out? Why should they choose you over the other applicants and really be very intentional? And, um, and again, it's, it's like, if you're an artist, you know, maybe you won a scholastic award for your photography, share that, but share it on the right platforms, like a great platform for artists, of course, Instagram or Pinterest, or let's just say you're an engineering student, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, show up the drone prototype that you created. So again, it's like that type of content that you want to get out there. But I also think that it's, it's a matter of, um, you know, always my mantra is add value, not clutter. So whatever you, whatever content you're posting, just make sure it's going to be relatable to your audience. Mm. And hearing you talk about that, it makes me think about how you brought up how Harvard, how these universities have branded themselves to the point to where students and their families are like hooked and bought in on this brand and they're like i have tunnel vision for this school and not looking at maybe that student's uh real interests right having that self-awareness of who they are and what they enjoy doing and when you talk about them adding value what is that university going to add value back to them and maybe in understanding their own brand, they understand that uh, even though I may have this great SAT score, ACT score, and I have these grades, Harvard may not be, be the best fit, best fit. It could be the University of Michigan, or it could be Arizona State because our values align better, and, I, and I'm going to get a better experience there than heading to Cambridge. Um and, and, and I ask you that because when people are looking at building that brand and you're the expert, but I think you need to start with being really self-aware, right? And understanding who you are and living in your truth and yes. not manufacturing some, some character. Yes, so, yes, so, yes. So with that, what are some of the mistakes that you see that are common when people are building a personal brand? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think one of, of them is um, is expectations that are placed on on these kids, and and that makes me really sad because I look at the end of the day if if they end up not selecting the right school and you know or maybe selecting it for um, you know being strongly encouraged by their parents, there's a good chance they'll end up either transferring or just not being happy, which which that shouldn't be. So I think by having this, you know, this self-awareness and, and, you know, making sure just as important as, as the college is looking for a good match to the, to the campus, it, kids need to make sure that, that the college is, is a good match to their, not just their academic prowess, but also to their personality. Some, some kids are more, fitted for a smaller school where, where, where they, you know, where they, they feel that, you know, they, they, you know, they really uh, stand out and, and, you know, and, and really don't feel like a number. But I also think another mistake is, is that I see is not being authentic. Mm. And, 
you know, you just, you need to keep it real. Like I said, it, it, people can smell a phony miles away. As a matter of fact, I've spoken to a lot of educational consultants and mission officers. They can tell when a kid has not written their essay. They, they, can, they can tell, you know, and, and, you know, I know it's, um, you know, it, it's like when you do things from your heart, it's just, I just feel like you get so much of a better result. So yes, you know, it's like, again, just, just be authentic, be real. Don't try to be someone that you're not because you'll just get a, a much better result. I think the third thing would, would be a mistake is like, a lack of consistency, but I have to say that this is something that I notice in just the world of of marketing, right? So the area that we're talking about is like self marketing, but I would say you could even look at brands, right? And it, it could be a nonprofit, it could be like a Fortune five hundred, although a Fortune five hundred um, typically would would have a lot of manpower behind it. But it is it's like communications works best when there's a constant drumbeat. So you can't just like turn off the volume and then ramp it up. So you need that constant drumbeat. So it's, you know, it would encourage teams or anyone out there that wants to get their brand out is like having, you know, pushing regular content out and also diversifying that content because you don't want to just keep posting the same thing. So like, I think it would be brilliant, like for, again, a kid that wants to go into engineering to post, you know, maybe on, on Google alerts, they have, uh, you know, something about um, maybe they're into artificial intelligence. So they get alerts on interesting articles on Google alerts, and then they could post the article with, with some thoughtful uh, words about the article, because that's really showing their critical thinking. Mm. So it's just like, just like thinking like that, and like, even at a younger age, you know, yes, I've spent most of my career working with um, CEOs and executive directors of nonprofits and, and also business owners on developing thought leadership and being subject matter experts. But if kids could start thinking like, what am I a subject matter expert in? It'll just, they're going to be so much more aligned with, um, you know, with, with, with their path. And, you know, I even have in the, in the playbook, I have an exercise and we spoke about this earlier on, on goal setting, like setting goals for themselves. So it's, it's a very holistic, comprehensive uh, approach to uh, not just finding out who you are, but figuring out how to best package yourself and then amplifying that message through different channels. The book covers a wide range of topics um, you know, you earlier you spoke about uh creating a website and creating content. Which chapter or topic do you think is most important for a college student or a young person uh to focus on? Oh, that is that is such a hard question. Um, but I would probably have to say there's a chapter on networking. Mm. And so I have, I have two girls, they're in their twenties and I'm really super proud of them. And they're, they're smart. One went to Michigan, one went to Cornell, um, go blue, by the way, <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're doing that, that, that blue theme. I, I know you brought up Michigan before, but 
I remember telling them in high school, I said, listen, you're, you're both, you're really bright, but just understand like in life, it's not just what you know, it's who you know. So I think developing that networking muscle at an earlier age, and again, a lot of this is through LinkedIn and also, and also like doing exploratory interviews because that can also help direct your your career and college path. So I have a whole section on, on the book on exploratory interviews and what kind of questions to ask. And 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 again, I I I think a lot of teams live in the world of of they have a high comfort level with texting, but having these face-to-face meetings and, and, and I know like I speak to teens all the time and just, you know, just try to help coach them. And, and I'll always say to anyone I speak to, I'm not a resume writer. Like some people will proudly show me their resume. I'll say, I'm not a resume writer, but, but I know how to, and, and I hate to use this word, but I know how to package people or products or services because you want to be able to show your value and and how you can be a benefit to again a campus community or you can be a benefit to you know to a a, a, you know employer Mm -hmm. so you know this is the way it's it's a different kind of thinking but again i really think that the chapter on, on networking is important and uh, probably a close second would be entrepreneurship. Mm. I, I, because I'm all about entrepreneurship. I, I coach a lot of startups. Uh, I started my first business when I was 14. And so a kid, like a teen doesn't necessarily have to like say, oh, I'm going into a business right after high school. But having those entrepreneurial skills, like, will help them in all facets of life. Mm. That's all right. That's all right. Now, <clears throat> there are going to be people who who will listen uh, to this episode, and some are going to be tuned in, and some are going to hear the word branding and may not even listen. I remember several years ago, about a decade ago, uh, this podcast is nine years old. But when I was on Twitter and I was talking about personal branding, you know, there were a lot of, I got a lot of pushback from educators saying, oh, I'm not a brand. I'm not tied. I'm not an athlete, right? Because for them, those were the people that a brand a brand spoke to or was for. And I just simply said, listen, when thinking of yourself as a brand, what you're really, in my opinion, are, are thinking about is when you are not in the room, what are the people saying about you? Are people championing you? Are people saying these awesome things about you? Do you have people who will give that testimonial that can get you that promotion, that can get you that internship? Or are people saying things about you that can be detrimental to your success? And that's what I boil a brand down to, that word of mouth. What are people saying about you? And that's for everyone from the mailman to anyone a hundred a hundred percent it's it's um you're so spot on it's like part part of it and look i know personal branding has has a bad rap but the truth of it is is that it's something we need to do in the digital world 
uh, mm -hmm. for life. And I'm what I'm just saying is that get kids started early because it's it's such a competitive, cluttered, connected world that they've got to stand out. That's really what it comes down to. And, and it's also about like what you're also talking about is reputation management. Think about it like one post or tweet could damage someone's reputation. You don't have to say damage their brand if they don't like the word brand, but it could damage their reputation. Look at what happened with these Harvard kids. You know, it's it's like, I just want to give every kid the best possible chance of, of success in whatever path they want. And, you know, it's like, I, I was going back and forth whether to use the name brand as the title of the book. But in, in reality, it's, it's not, the book is not just about building a personal brand or leveraging social media. It's also about like essential life skills that go along with it. And we spoke about, you know, networking, interviewing, entrepreneurship, but I even have like, like, like etiquette. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. here's the thing, you know, the concept of branding in the world, in the real world is that you've got to deliver on your promise. So it's even the small things that some kids don't know. Like, yeah, I, I tell them you've got to send out a thank you letter within like, you know, within 24 hours. And you know what? I also give them like thank you letter templates for whether they're interviewing for an internship or they're, um, you know, they're saying thank you to admissions officer that just interviewed them. So it's it's like it's it's a confluence of of different life skills. So yes, it 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 part of the book is is about the concepts of branding that I've used all my my career to help mm -hmm. um, brands um, build build awareness and, and likability and trust because that's really what what it's about right mm -hmm. it's like you're just taking like your self-awareness and you're coupling with it with with other people and their perceptions of you and and you're also looking at your competition and that's when you can put your stake in in the ground and saying this is why I'm unique. This is why you should choose me to go to your college. And this is why you should choose me for that internship. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to have it all figured out because no brands change, brands evolve, yes. right? Because yes, the, yes. the Steve Jobs we now uh, admire, is it the Steve Jobs that was in Apple a very long time ago? Uh, you know, he was notorious. Uh, for uh, how he would speak and treat the, treat people. Uh, but when he came back, he was a different person when he came back to Apple. And then that person that people were like, wow, this the iPhone person, the turtleneck person uh, that people are like, that's the CEO you want to pattern yourself about. Uh, he evolved to become that person to, for his brand to be what we all think of now. Yes, and and I can tell you, and I and I never had the chance to meet Steve Jobs, but just knowing what I know, that a lot of it was intentional. So it's like personal brands don't just happen by by magic. And again, they're not just for people that want to be an influencer. You know, it's it's for all of us. And you're just figuring out like what is what is the essence of of you, and you know what what do you want people to know 
about you. And, and then again, like I said before, you want to get on the top of, of a decision maker's shortlist. Mm. So this has been an awesome conversation and I know we're short for time, but before we go, what is your advice, right? That, that must have, must think to do for those people who are just starting to really think about their personal brand and how to build it. What do they need to start with? What do they need to get right? So the thing that they need to get right is, again, figuring out how they stand out from the rest. And that part, you can't skip over that because I think getting back to some of the mistakes that that people just make in general is they'll go for the next shiny penny. Like, mm. oh, I'm going to start a TikTok account. No, you, you've really got to be self-reflective. And you've got to really give a lot of thought to, you know, who your target audience is, who are, who are your objectives. You know, you have to be strategic before you get into, you know, the tactics, because we all know that just throwing spaghetti on the wall, <laughs> right? It, it just, it doesn't work. And I also think, you know, it's, it's um just, Put everything you do before you post. I have something called the the pure test. Want to know what the pure test is? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Tell me. Okay. The pure test is so anything that you post is you want to ask yourself is, you know, first of all, would you want a college admissions office or a future employer or parents to see it? But you want to put the content through the pure test. It's positive. It's unbiased, it's respectful, and it's ethical. The issue is, is, is that teens are technologically, they're really smart, but I really feel that we take for granted that they know, they always know the difference between right and wrong. So it's like, if we can just, everyone should do this, slow yourself down, pause, and, and just think about, does this, does this pass the pure test? You know, again, positive, unbiased, respectful, and ethical. And if it doesn't, do not post it. And and again, I really believe in the other thing that I, that I just want to add to that. Again, as I said, networking to me is the most important chapter. You've probably heard the saying that networking, like your network is your net worth. So building those relationships and mm -hmm. starting to build them early, um, whether it be alumni of the prospective college that you want to go to, or or even like in high school, like just starting to think about careers, do exploratory interviews with people that are already in the field. There's a young woman I spoke to just a couple of days ago, and she's in college now. And she said, you know, I'm a marketing communications major. But I, I don't really know, like, I want to know what it's like working at an agency versus a brand. So I spent time with her and I told her the difference. And I think, you know, it's it's just a matter, people are really willing to help, you know, and and I mean, I know I know that that I am. Um, I, I just think it's like, put yourself out there, stretch. It's you're going to go out of your comfort level. But that's okay because it's going to give you a much better result. That is all right. Thank you again, Stacy Ross.
Cohen for coming on the show. And thank you, Dr. Wolf, for having me. And I look forward to continuing the conversation. You are welcome. And, and young people, parents, make sure you get this, you, you buy the playbook uh, because it's very important. And especially now that in NIL is in existence for college uh, athletes, you got folks out there now making six and seven figures <laughs> and they're student athletes. So understanding what their brand is and how to capitalize on it, uh, make sure again you pick up the book and there's going to be show notes uh, in 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 the write up where you'll be able to grab the link and go ahead and purchase the book for yourself. All right, people, you know how I do this. This podcast episode is going to be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Simplecast, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. I need you to subscribe and to share with your network. And though I'm on all major podcast platforms, I'm trying to grow on Apple Podcasts. So share, listen to it, because they do track if you listen to it. Give me some reviews. Give me some stars. Holler at your boy, because I'm trying to be found, and I'm trying to get Oprah on the show, because I want her to know that we're doing big things around here. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Stacey Ross Cohen, for coming on and dropping so many, many gems, and for you for checking out another episode of the Dr. Will Show, the mobile university for entrepreneurs. As always, people, invest in you. EDU, peace.